With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match! Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. A tremendous third day at Trent Bridge, certainly if you're an England fan. Anyway, not if you're a bowler. It's a bowler's graveyard, this Trent Bridge pitch, it seems. And a remarkable performance by England today to get nearly 400 runs in a day, just under 380-odd runs, to to draw within 80 of the New Zealand first innings of 553. Two centuries, Ollie Pope and, and Joe Root, and just... The, the the positivity exuding out of English batsmen's paws, Simon, I suppose you would sum it up as? It's a thrilling day to have a, a ticket if you're an England supporter. It, it, from you know, very early on, there was a shot from Alex Lees early in the day. We crashed one through the offside, sort of set the tone for the day, really. A, a far better day than I think anyone could have envisaged for England. I think we were talking at the start of the day, you know, if England got about 400 for five or six, that would be about the limit of a good day for them uh, today. But they've got more than that, and they're just beginning to push towards that New Zealand total they're only 80 runs behind still two days left I think you'd say the draw is is you know a pretty sizable favorite but you can see possibilities I think more for England now than for New Zealand it's hard to see New Zealand getting into a, a winning position unless you know suddenly the, the bowlers start to dominate but you could see England building some pressure on this New Zealand side you look pretty bedraggled uh, by the end you know we saw Jameson go off uh, actually Southie went off briefly uh, towards the end and, you know, England have got the chance of a first innings lead. It's interesting. I wonder how you think they're going to bat from here. We've still got Root and Folks together, and they're building a partnership. England could get beyond New Zealand. I mean, if they batted really well tomorrow, just keep on going. You know, lunch beyond into the afternoon session and see where that takes them. Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, and it's, it's amazing, isn't it, the difference that a 450-plus score can make on a tale that, is a little fragile, but 
when they've got that uh, that mm. sort of ballast to come in with, plus ailing bowlers as well, shorn of, of one main bowler, it's amazing what can be achieved. So I don't think uh, 600 is beyond England's expectations. And you know, it just shows it, it's an amazing... If you contrast this performance with England against New Zealand this time last year, where they were cautious and in the end didn't go for a target of 275, and in the second test match at Edgbaston, obviously, they lost. And this is such a, a, a changed environment, which is born from you know, two new personnel at the top, Brendan McCullum, obviously, and, and Ben Stokes as captain. And the, 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 the different attitude... You know, you could say it's just a sort of... It's the same... Well, it's the same man, Ben Stokes, in the team... Now he's captain, and it's the same man uh, at the heart of the team, Joe Root. But the difference is what I suppose Brendan McCullum has done in terms of freeing up the spirit of the team and freeing up the mentality of Stokes himself and and Root as well. And and there just seems to be this uh, air of, of 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 optimism and ambition and energy and enthusiasm and fun in a way and. I'm sure, maybe I was amongst them, people say, say, saying you've got to play a bit more cautiously in Test cricket, especially with the New Zealand bowling attack as it is and the, the seam uh, opportunity at Trent Bridge, the ball kind of doing a little bit and all that. But there was none of that, was there? It was it was just go for your shots, be a little bit selective, but play your shots, be aggressive, take the bowlers on. Of course, writ large when Stokes himself came out to bat and was up running up the wicket to the second new ball. But it, it's amazing what a different attitude can can do to a team, really. Yeah, a hugely positive day for England today because they were under pressure and they 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 could have flunked it. They they could have lost wickets. You know, playing lots of shots. You know, and you look at someone like Alex Lees who would probably be sitting there uh, this evening thinking what might have been. You, know, you saw Ollie Pope watched on as Ollie Pope uh, made his highest Test score. Well, Lees did as well. But you felt there was a hundred there for Lees, but he played you know, a big shot on the up outside the off stump and, and nicked off, and he was out caught and slipped by Mitchell and, and, and that was the way England played and it, it could have gone horribly wrong I mean he, you know, Joe Root played a, a cut shot and, and in that first session and he got a thick edge on it and Southie leapt and c- couldn't take the catch and it went before it was a very difficult chance actually it was like a goalkeeper tipping the ball over the bar so it, it could have gone wrong for England they, they did play their shots throughout the day I suppose when it was a, a pitch for playing your shots I mean perfect uh, a surface for that because there was some banks in it. You know, sometimes you know in English pitches you see quite sort of slow, low pitches. But the, you know, this one had a bit of bounce in it and a lightning quick outfield as well. So you got full value uh, for your strokes, and you could have men out on the boundary. But if, if you hit it pretty crisply, it, it zipped across the outfield, and you you couldn't stop it even even on the boundary. You know, it was like having a glass outfield. So that was sort of in in the favour of a positive cricket. I mean, it has been a fluctuating series. I mean, it, the first test England you know, tried to play positive as well, and they had some do- really dodgy moments they could have lost that game might well have lost it and you know, well documented the, the grand home no ball and of course you know New Zealand did get 553 in their first innings I mean normally I think in the old days you get 550 in a test match in fact if you used to get 400 in a test match you were safe but th- these <laughs> days you're, you're not are you I mean well you know teams do score a bit quicker it seems and and, th- and this England team have do have the chance to put some pressure on New Zealand I mean it would be inc- incredible if, if, if England were to win the game uh, I think that's a long mm. way off but it would be incredible to think about England winning the game uh, when New Zealand made 553 in their first innings. 
No, I true. I, but then again, you think back to isolated examples but for instance Adelaide in 2006 yeah. 7 in the ashes where England made 550 declared Australia were bowled out about 30 or 40 short and then bowled England out on the fourth and fifth day mainly on the fifth day and knocked off the runs uh, so it can be done that was inspired by Shane Warne and his positivity this time England are inspired by by McCullum and, and Stokes and it's funny actually just watching Stokes batting today almost kamikaze and it, it reminded me of the way Brennan McCullum sometimes used to bat in test cricket uh, I remember a, a game I think it was in the 2015 series when New Zealand arrived and sort of were almost a catalyst for England's reinvention as a one-day side. But that started in the Test Series, Lords and, and Headingley. And I think I remember McCullum coming in at number five at Headingley and playing the kind of innings that Stokes did today. And you just thought, you're not allowed to do that in Test cricket. You're not allowed to run up the pitch to the second new ball, to bowlers, 85-mile-an-hour bowlers, and, and you know collar them back over their head into the pavilion or into the stand. You're not allowed to do that but McCullum did it and Stokes did as well in the end you know it, it was it was sort of a bit it, it, it got a bit over enthusiastic I think and perished but you know that that kind of message that he sent out that this approach from England is coming from me and I'm going to kind of almost take it to the to, to the most extreme extent uh, admirable, really. You know, it leaves you frustrated, doesn't it, when you see Stokes throwing total caution to the wind, trying to almost smack every ball for six. He's almost in a, a sort of slog mode, and he, he perished playing a shot which he thought, well, actually, he should have probably hit that straight instead of mm. trying to slog it over mid-wicket. But but it's admirable, really, the, the approach, and and it's fun to watch, isn't it? Well, well, it is. I, I think that going back to that um, McCullum innings at Heading, I think I just got a vague memory that he, he actually hit his first ball for six in that Test match. He might uh, well have done. I think I think he did over deep cover. Anyway, that's a, that's a separate issue. It's it's funny with Ben Stokes today. I mean, it was forty six off thirty three balls, and you you thought, hold on a second, he's in Cape Town mode here when he when he made yeah. that incredible two hundred and fifty eight, and that was what it was like in Cape Town. I've never seen anything like that in all the time I've been watching cricket. I don't think anyone has. It was just a foot on the accelerator throughout the innings. It was that was one of those days when he, you know, it was disappearing and everything was going. And and today, yeah, I think the crowd were a bit disappointed. Actually, they, it was a cameo from Stokes, only thirty three balls, and it, it was exciting while it lasted. But he decided that Bracewell had to go. Every ball had to go, and he did him for six. And he went against the spin. I, I agree with you. I wonder whether he should have just gone down the ground again. But he went against the spin, and there was some spin. But Bracewell does give a bit of a rip. And he, he miscued it out to Trent Bolt at deep mid-wicket. And it was it was sort of tantalising. It was great while it lasted. And I, I think there might be people going, oh, why did he play that shot? You know, he didn't need to you know, attack every single ball. Um, but that's but only because they just wanted to see more of it, I think. You know, they, they felt a bit cheated. That, you know, here, here's the possibility of, you know, one of the, I don't know, possibly even one of the quickest hundreds in, in test cricket if he, you know, if he kept on going. But, you know, you, you, to get that, of course, you've got to take a risk. And, and Stokes did today. And, you know, he walked off and he head back. Oh, what have I done? Um, but that sort of thing is going to happen if you, if you play in that way. Six fours and, and two sixes. And, you know, and what was interesting then, actually, is once he was out, Root and Folk sort of 
change gear and, and Root definitely changed gear and he was sort of playing the situation and thought right we've got to just regroup here make sure we don't concede a, a, a sizable first innings lead because that could have happened and and folks are, are in there they're gradually piecing together another valuable partnership what do they put on now 68 already for the sixth wicket and New Zealand got to come out tomorrow with potentially one player down we don't know about Jameson he's got this back injury and you know England have the chance to creep up towards uh, New Zealand's total it's funny as well you, you you're right England do have a, a fallible tail it would seem but uh, with a bit of license uh, you know they you know they say pot I haven't seen pots but well, I've seen him bat in the first innings at Lords and it didn't last very long but they you know they say he can bat and on this surface who knows you know he might better get away and broad as well you know, he like you know he likes to play his shots. There's still Root and Folks there, Leach to add a, a bit of a uh, bit of stability or whatever. You, you know he he can uh, dig in. That you know there there are possibilities for him on this surface, and then it it'll be up to New Zealand to see what they can come up with in the third innings. And you you mentioned that Adelaide Test match. That's what happened, wasn't it? The, the third innings was the pressure innings, and England were not able to deal with it. Again, admittedly, against uh, Shane Warne and the glare of an Ashes series. But I mean, there have been other test matches where both sides have got 500 in the first innings. There was a game to England and Pakistan at Headingley where in- England won the match. Pakistan were actually batting second, actually, in fourth and, and lost the game. Got nearly got up to England's 500 and then lost the game in the fourth innings on another quick scoring ground. I think that's it. You, you, you do need, for, for a result in a... Uh, with two teams getting 500, do you need a quick scoring ground? And, and that is what we have here. I, I don't. I can remember a you know a Test match in in this country uh, where runs come so quickly. You just can't, you just cannot hold the the opposition. Uh, it would seem. But if you could hold some catches. I think that's the key. I think we've nine chances have gone down in the game. If you could hold some catches, then you might just be able to swing the balance uh, between bat and ball in the game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. To my mind, no one yet in the match has been bold. Everybody has been out caught. That's right. Has there been an LBW? No, that's right. I can't remember. No, but, every, everyone's uh, been caught. It, 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 yeah, so it indicates that it, it is a good pitch and uh, batsmen are prepared to play their shots and catches better be uh, on the ready, at the ready, to, to take the, the catches. Um, in, England were able to, to mount this big uh, sort of assault on the New Zealand first innings because of the stability uh, at the top provided by Alex Lees, certainly his best test score so far. And I think, again, the positivity injected into the, the sort of attitude of the team helped him. I, I think that, you know, he still looks 
not the, the, the finished article as a test opener. He still looks a little fallible, but I think we've got we, that, that got the best out of him today. And then, of course, we had the Pope and Root partnership. And Root, very, very happy when Pope got his 100 uh, for two reasons. One, obviously, for for his own, uh, for the for the player's own satisfaction and, and, and joy, but also uh, it's it sort of means that there's the argument of Root batting at number three is put to bed for the moment, uh, which he is very happy about, I'm sure, because he's he's very content at batting at number four. And Pope, uh, pretty good, I thought. Uh, again, you know, some sketchiness, but we saw the talent and uh, we saw the, 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 the flow, the fluidity, the... Uh, expressive nature of, of, of his shots, uh, the skill, the occasional Ian Bell look-alike off-drive. And and Root, oh, I, I, you know, this is now the 10th 100 he's made in 22 tests since lockdown and, you know, reassessing his whole game. I thought Mo and Ali was interesting on radio today talking about how he not only, uh, as we've heard ourselves on these podcasts, uh, him saying that he analysed all his dismissals, but also uh, tried to approach net practice as if he was batting for 30 overs, then would pause and then go back into the net again and imagine he was batting for another 30 overs. So, you know, breaking down innings into segments, if you like, sort of understanding that at times he's lost concentration after the 30 overs in the middle. And uh, 10 test match centuries in 22 tests, which is almost the English record, only Dennis Compton has done better with 11 centuries in 22 tests uh, way back in the 50s. So a remarkable performance. He's a run machine. Yeah, 116 ball 100 as well. You know, that's that's going some, isn't it? I mean, that, that shows what the surface and what the outfield uh, was like, but also shows the sort of form he's in. He, 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 immaculate innings he played at Lords, And here there was a sort of freedom about... Uh, the way he was playing, it was it was it was another beautiful innings, and and Ollie Pope, his first hundred north of the Thames, yours. Uh, yeah, really? yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, he's got this great record, hasn't he, at the Oval? A fantastic record at the Oval. All his other hundreds have, be, have come south of the Thames. So you know, one in Port Elizabeth, he made one out in the in in the UAE. I think he's made one at, at Southampton. Uh, you know, some other ones are, uh, around about the place as well. But no, nothing north of the Thames. Uh, I don't know the significance necessarily that he's only played fourteen matches uh, north of the Thames. I think I think that the point of that stat. Uh, the, the reason it was raised is because you know he, you feel that he can get runs on good surfaces, but if the ball nips a bit, if it's a bit green, uh, I don't know, overcast, uh, a bit damp, then you know he might struggle. A lot, a lot of players do. A lot of players struggle if that's the case, don't they? Mm. But well, there's there's no doubt the Oval is a, is a wonderful place to mm. bat, and uh, it's not a coincidence that the Surrey have more men who've made a hundred hundreds. I think it's six than any other county. Uh, Mark Ramprakash being the last one, maybe. Maybe Ollie Pope could be the next. Could he make a hundred hundreds? It's starting from the basis of uh, playing at the Oval is 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 a good foundation because it probably is the best pitch in the country. Yeah, I'd be surprised if anyone else ever makes a hundred hundreds actually because the you know, the way first class cricket is going, you know, even this country they're talking about reducing it from you know, fourteen first class matches mm. to ten first class matches. You know, you, don't, you need something phenomenal to do that. And also, uh, there's a yeah, there's probably a, a not, flakiness, sketchiness is not the right word uh, with Oddie Pope, but there's a you you feel as a bowler you're always in with a chance, and that, and that was I think that's what was so. Uh, 
arresting about his innings today is that you, you, the bowlers felt they were in with a chance, but, you know, the ball kept keep disappearing to the boundary at three sixes as well. It was a, a stunning uppercut over, you know, deep third uh, for six. You know, it was it was, it was wonderful, uh, exciting. Uh, not, it wasn't aggressive batting. I think that, apart from Stokes, it wasn't aggressive. It was just full-on stroke play. I think anyone and anyone who's here today at Trent Bridge would say that it wasn't it wasn't whacking and slogging and trying to whack the ball out of the ground a bit like a you know one day match it was it was caressing and timing and uh, you know, the power was in the timing really rather than the sort of the muscling mm. of the muscling of the strokes and you know a really Com- yeah yeah no, I, and a wonderful invention from Root occasions well even towards the end in that last overall two uh, on the up wide of the the off stump through the offside and then work, getting across his stumps and wristily flicking a ball from outside off past the bowler uh, a bit sort of Kevin Peterson esque yeah. or even Viv Richards esque yeah. actually uh, you know, picking up coming over to my side kind of batting. Uh, so the flair is there as well as the relentless scoring. It's, it's wonderful to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Actually, I was commentating when he played that shot where he took it from outside the off stump into the onside and I thought Riv Richards, but actually then when I watched it again, I thought, yeah, there was a bit of Peterson in that. What was he? What was he played? Was it the Pelican shot? He sort of he, he played as no the flamingo. The flamingo that was it. So it was the, the flamingo, flamingo shot. Yeah. There's the flamingo shot for Peterson, but that was because he was on one yeah, leg. Yeah. And Root actually was on yes, two legs yeah. when he played it today, but it had the same kind of effect, and it, it was the same wristy wristy flick mm. to, in, to to persuade the ball wide of the bowler on the on on his right hand side on the leg side. What about New Zealand's attack, uh, Yoz? I think they would love to have had uh, Ajaz Patel today. There is a bit of turn there. And Bracewell got one to spin uh, past Folks' inside agent. It banks it over the stumps and went away for four buys. Wagner, we, you know, he gives them a point of difference as well. So they had basically you know, four right-arm uh, pace bowlers today. You know, good good ones. Uh, South and Bolt, you know, they are very experienced and quality bowlers. And, and Jameson, he has had a very good start to his test career. I thought he's been a bit disappointing uh, in in this test match, mm. sixteen and a half overs went off with a back injury. Nought for sixty six. There wasn't much of a threat when he was buying. Bolt was the man today. I mean, th- this man is phenomenal, yeah. really, isn't he? I mean, he's just played a full IPL yeah. season. We didn't think he was going to play at Lords. Yeah, he played at Lords, still ran in, and you know, a few days later, he's he's back again, still running in. He to me looked the most likely. He took three wickets. He looked the the biggest threat. He's in his thirties now. Where where does he get all that spring and energy? He also does a thing that most bowlers don't do anymore or don't do at all and that's walk back to his mark quickly he's, you know he's he, he there's some sort of energy there you must be having all that mm. porridge and bananas mm. you must be listening to your podcast from the other day <laughs> I mean, from the from the yeah, podcast porridge, yeah. bananas yeah, and rounds of toast I, listen I, I think one thing that's helped him possibly is playing in the IPL in 40 degree heat so when they were playing in the nets uh practicing in the nets for the Rajasthan Royals uh you know, four overs in the nets or half an hour in the nets is like a spell of about 15 overs because it was so hot. And just actually conserving energy and not driving your body too heavily, playing uh, IPL matches, 20 over games, four over spells or two over spells. It's not too demanding on the body. He's light on his feet. He's a, he's a sort of greyhound, isn't he? He's, he's, he's a springy sort of character, not too, doesn't carry any excess weight. And... Uh, I guess he's one of those people who's sort of naturally fit and uh, just just has that 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 natural energy. Um, he, he almost looks as if he bowls within himself a bit. Quite a small delivery stride, smooth run up. 
not huge landing at the crease, doesn't dig a great big hole. Uh, he's just got that lovely gliding method. And, uh, uh, you know, great to watch. I was very impressed with Michael Bracewell, the off-spinner, who's only been bowling off-spin for two years and had all sorts of different deliveries, had a, a drifter, mm. a... Uh, a sort of scramble seam delivery, one that enticed the, the batsman folks to drive and then it, it went through between bat and pad and just missed the stumps. I thought he held his line and length well to Joe Root. He went round the wicket to Root quite early on, uh, tried a different angle. He varied his pace cleverly and actually really real talent, real talent. I got Stokes' his wicket, the, his first test wicket. So, you know, if England have to make, I don't know, uh, 150 say in the final innings if that is the case or 200 or something he might be a threat actually yeah, po- uh, because he's got England have got some left handers as well so look out for him uh, later in the in the game and, and actually him and Bolt together would work rather well because left arm over creates a bit of rough for that off spinner aiming into that rough against right-handers. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he didn't do too badly at all. He, he bowled a good arm ball to Joe Root as well uh, that, w- that went past the outside edge and he, he did pick up the wicket of Stokes. I, I, I would confidently predict if New Zealand only set England 150 that England would, would, would win the game uh, reasonably comfortably. I think that you know, New Zealand have to do a bit, a bit more than that. It, you know, it may be that in, this, in their third innings that they, that they just you know to continue to put the pitch in perspective and get a decent score and just take the game away from England. But what it depends on, of course, is the, is the nature of the lead, who's going to have the lead, whether it's going to be New Zealand or whether England are going to be able to nudge ahead and, and, and build some pressure. I, you know, cricketing logic says draw in this game, um, but we, we know that games can move much more quickly in the last uh, couple of days. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's all to play for. Uh, but you know, I think it's funny, isn't it? At the start of the day's play, you'd say if any team were going to win, it was going to be New Zealand. Now it looks like if any team are going to win, you'd think it'd have to be England, really, uh, because, you know, because the way the game has, has set up. I, I, I can't, I don't see wickets falling rapidly enough for there to be a, a New Zealand victory in this game. But, yeah, we, the Lords confounded us all. You know, it was one way and then the other, and then you know, huge switchbacks. So England did fall in a heap tomorrow morning. You know, lost their last five wickets for thirty, and then New Zealand get a bit of a lead and press on, and they could, yeah, they could, I suppose, possibly uh, give England two and a bit sessions to bat, and with three hundred plus runs on the board on the final day, can they bowl England? I suppose we've seen England fallible in the past. Um, you know, this is still a fallible England batting lineup, despite the, the the glorious stroke play today. And you know, I suppose if New Zealand had taken some of their chances along the way, uh, then they would have restricted England quite significantly. And in the same way that if England had taken their chances, they would have uh, restricted uh, New Zealand quite considerably. It's, it's been a sort of it's been a fun series, I think. And one of the reasons it's been fun so far is because I suppose because the vulnerabilities of both sides as well. You know, there, there have been positives and there have been negatives. There have been mistakes made. Uh, by both sides, which in, in a way you don't want perfection, do you? You want you want that fallibility, uh, and that could, because that makes it far more intriguing. How, how do you see it? Where, where do you see the balance of power in the game? Well, yeah, I mean, I think you've summed it up well. I think England are on top marginally, and uh, they they should get a lead of fifty. Mm. I think they should get six hundred now from this position, and then we'll see. Uh, the great advantage they've got is that the bowlers have had a day off 
for, for once. And so they can come hopefully refreshed on Monday sort of afternoon and have a go at New Zealand. And then we'll see. Uh, it, it, the pressure will be back on New Zealand. I think draw is favourite looking at the pitch. But uh, th- there's an opportunity for England there. And uh, it, it's fascinating to, to see what unfolds. If we wanted to try and predict uh, the first test, uh, we were unable to. Yeah. Uh, because it ebbed and flowed so much. And I think the same applies to this one. But at the moment, you're right. I reckon the draw is is favourite, but England to win, second favourite. How much of an influence do you think Jack Leach could be in the third innings? You mentioned Bracewell. We talked quite a lot about uh, Jack Leach during this test match. Is, is there a little opportunity for him? I mean, we're not talking about a raging turner, but there's just there's enough to work with for us for a spin bowl on this dry so it was again another windy day so you think that you know the pitch would be drying out drying out all the time it started quite dry I just wonder whether it might just be Leach possibly even Root might might get involved in New Zealand's third innings I suppose the key would be just was a couple of early wickets with the new ball uh, when New Zealand bat again and that would just uh, build the pressure and, and, and squeeze New Zealand a bit so what about Leach in the third innings is, is it a big big you know, I think we'll find out yeah I mean I think we'll find out on Monday, how good a bowler Leach is or could be uh, by whether he does have an impact because there's something there and if if England can take a couple of early wickets then apply the, the Leach kind of effect on, in, on New Zealand, it's up to him to, to see if he can conjure some wickets and put New Zealand under pressure. So a, a big opportunity, I think, for him. You know, he, he is still learning his game and he's not t- clearly not the finished article, despite being uh, in the county game for some years. You know, he hasn't bowled that many overs. But let's see if, if he can grab that opportunity, which England certainly did with the bat today. It's going to be their uh, scope to see if they can grab the opportunity with the ball on the fourth day. And we'll be back at the end of it to tell you how they did. Yep, we will indeed. Um, what we don't want, I think, is a it's a sort of dull fifth day where there, you know, there's nothing on the game. It doesn't happen very often in England. Let's hope not. Let's hope there's still some real interest and intrigue in this test match on the fifth day. Thanks very much uh, for listening. We'll be back with you soon. Goodbye for now. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.